tātou, nei rā te mihi atu ki a tātou nō nā te rangi wewehi, nā te whakaue, te aitanga māha ki runga whakaato ki he kai rangahau ki te wānanga aronoe o Tāmaki Makaurau ko Amanda Yates toko ingoa e riri atu nei nā mihi ki tātou Kia ora Thank you for introducing yourself Thank you for having me Very honoured to have you here Um could we just start off um, with you sort of giving a brief explanation of what you do? Mm. What's your practice? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, I trained as an architect and I um, practiced as a registered architect for half my career, really. Um, but always, I was always also um, teaching, tutoring mm. part time in academia. And then I flipped to. Um, I started my own architectural practice in, in the year 2000 because I was really concerned about the lack of, um, of change mm. um, that was happening in, in our built environment and in our wider culture, given that um, in the 1980s it was clear that we needed to decarbonise and, um, you know, in the year 2000 I was like, God, you know, we're still, we're still not even close to getting there. Mm. Um, so I, I really focused um, my own practice um, to issues of um, Modi-centred design, yeah. regenerative design, both at, at a sort of architectural level but also at a wider um, urban level. And, um, and then I shifted from architectural practice into academic practice because I felt at that time that was the best way to um, have an effect to, to sort of build communities mm-hmm. of change. Um, and just to talk with you know like-minded people about about how to affect culture change, um, you know, we are at this point um, we've left it very late. Mm-hmm. We've left it really late to change. You know, the Modi of the planet mm-hmm. is really depleted by extractive industrial culture, um, and we know that we can't do that business as usual anymore. Um, that we need to change and change very swiftly now. And so um, that's what I, I sort of research, yeah. do action research around how do we affect system change from extractive, from industrial culture, from a kind of universalising position mm-hmm. um, where you know nature and culture are seen as separate things. Mm-hmm. How do we shift um, to a more regenerative, more ecological, more pluriversal yeah. or place-based? Yeah kind of culture mm-hmm. and our, in Aotearoa I think it's it's really appropriate for us to be asking that question around how do we make Modi-centred cities yeah. and, um, and architecture um, but more broadly, mm-hmm. widely, um, how do we make a Modi-centred culture mm-hmm. because we know that we have to affect that change mm-hmm. now. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a challenging task though as well trying to bring this concept or this ideal of Modi to the forefront and like predominantly Western society like how do you navigate doing that? Yeah well I, I mean the, there's I guess the the work and the research does operate in, in two um, with two levels or, or in two parts um, what, one which is focused to Modi and the other one which is focused to living systems mm-hmm. well-being or social cultural and ecological well-being um, you know, in my position on that is that we're all um, on 
living on this living planet. We're all part of mm. this planet. Um, we're part of this living world. And um, we do understand, I think when we're children, we understand inherently that the sort of interconnectivity mm. of ourselves, our bodies, mm. with the sea, with the landscape, yeah. with the whenua. Um, and, and, and some of us do lose that as we sort of move further into that capitalist culture and um, become kind of acclimated to what is normative now. Yeah. But it's only been normative actually for a really short time. Mm -hmm. You know, you could argue for the last, since the Industrial Revolution, mm -hmm. um, and even more um, over the last 50 years is when we've really accelerated the damage. Yeah. Um, so it's really only 50 years of culture um, that, that is so highly problematic now. Yeah. And it does sound insane to say that we need to radically change our, our whole cultural system. Yeah. On the other hand, cultures are always shifting yeah. and changing in response to changes in the environment and, and to social and cultural change. Um, so that is, that is the fact of the matter and the question is how do you affect um, that change mm. in a way that you know, can meet the current conditions. Mm. Um, currently, because the Modi or the, or the life support systems of the planet are so depleted, we need to very actively um, begin to build cultural systems that yeah. can rebuild Modi or rebuild living systems, mm. well-being, rebuild social, cultural and ecological vitality. Yeah. Yeah. In your um, talk earlier today, you said something that really captured me and it was that when we breathe in we become one with the living world and mm. when we breathe out the natural world becomes one with us yeah um and it reminded me of the sort of concept of ha yeah right and how yeah. um you know the first breath of life when you know tani breathed life into um hinyahune mm. and we you know humans came into sort of existence yeah, and it really plays into this idea of the interconnectedness of everything yeah. and I think as an indigenous um, person as a Māori wahine I have that sort of stronghold to refer to to um, understand this relationship that we have with te taia. Mm. but not everyone has that sort of background mm. to, to draw from would you have um, any kind of suggestions for those who are trying yeah. to engage more actively with yeah. the natural world, like, I, I, is it? You know, as I said, I think I think we all actually are there. Mm -hmm. um, we've co-evolved with this living world. Um, we um, we share DNA mm -hmm. with you know mm -hmm. with the other entities on this planet, mm -hmm. um, and we we are wired to be in a state of biophilia or or you know to be made well by the, the living environment. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, if you're in, in hospital and you're unwell and your window faces out to the garden or the green space, you'll heal more quickly than if you face out to the car park. Um, we, our attention is, is um, you know, is focused and our um, memory and learning is improved by access to, to green, um, mm -hmm. green space. So we really are, all of us, um, fundamentally co-evolved and um, highly interconnected with the living world. Um, we just don't know it. Mm. Those of us who have been socialised um, 
in a, a really Western mode may not know it, though many do actually. Yeah. yeah so um, I would say it's always there as a thing that we can each of us return to. Um, yeah. If we can return and think about our experiences as children, particularly, often we can find that sense of connection again. Um, and I focus on Modi because, you know, I whaka Papa Māori and I am living in Aotearoa. Mm -hmm. um, but equally, um, in each place, um, people need to find their own appropriate, you know, pluriversal place-based yeah. responses to enable mm -hmm. living systems well-being. Um, so, yeah, it, it's for me it's always this thing of... Um, you know, it's like a bicycle, and you're you're you're, you're trying to sort of balance um, a sort of indigenous ways of thinking with um, with more non-indigenous Pakeha, um, but living systems-oriented, mm. ecological-oriented ways of thinking. Um, not to make them the same, because they they are quite different, um, but to say the 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 living world needs radical and immediate action, let's build um, collaborations yeah. together to together improve the vitality of this um, place, of Te Taio. Um, it's an ethical imperative, yeah. we have to do it, mm. and um, to do that we do need to make productive relationships and collaborations. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You also said something in your talk about, um, not word for word, but sort of shifting or ridding ourselves away from this idea of enlightenment. Oh, yeah. Can you kind of elaborate <laughs> oh, on that further, well, what it, you sort of meant by that? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, that's an old hobby horse of mine that I've been writing about, you know, for many decades. But um, it's really just that idea of um, enlightenment thinking, um, Western um, science-based thinking <clears throat> which is fundamentally based on binary oppositions mm -hmm. you know male female um, you know nature culture um, as being separate things yeah. and um, you know as I was saying that nature and culture are not separate mm -hmm. um, that we we are fundamentally always part of this interconnected um, living system and that that has not been understood is why we're now in the Anthropocene, if we want to call it that, or we can say that we're in a, the, the planet's in a state of extreme decline in mm. Modi. Um, that disconnected, um, you know, transcendent thinking mm. has really harmed yeah. the the uh, our our phenomena, our more than human phenomena. Mm. Um, and so the, the challenge, I think, is to try and um, land a much more imminent, more connected um, way of being in the world. Yeah. 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 So then how do you apply the, this way of thinking, which is obviously an indigenous way of thinking, to your practice um, in regards to Māori-centred cities? You know, what does that look like? What yeah. has that looked like in your yeah. projects? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we I'm leading a, a quite large National Science Challenge program around Modi-centred cities and, um, and system change. Um, and I guess that the, the key thing is to really 
most fundamentally, if we can, in terms of our own positionality, understand that we're always already connected with the world, you know, that our well-being is the well-being of the planet yeah. and vice versa, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, um, if we can have that position, then we can really start to make all of our decisions relative to, um, is this bringing well-being, mm -hmm. social, cultural, ecological, is this increasing the vitality of the Modi? Um, if it is, yes, if it's not, let's find another way to do it. So that, that's the sort of fundamental um, a kind of platform, um, a papa for, for the research. And that is transformative. It's, it's a massive ontological shift yeah. if you can move to, um, to thinking always about living systems, well-being, mm. Modi. Mm. Um, you've really changed your whole um, perspective. Yeah. Um, and then within that, um, in terms of, because I'm an architect and I've um, you know, practised, um, there's, I know how many moving parts there is when you're when you're making architecture, and then you know when you're also thinking at the sort of city level, um, it is complex. It is difficult to um, synthesise all of those complexities. So, um, in the research, we've been developing um, system change tools that help to focus uh, the user who might be, um, you know, iwi. It might be um, iwi developers. It might be councils. It might be architects. Um, just focus to the change that you want to see, which is a Modi-centred or, or living systems wellbeing change. Um, want to try and understand the actual systems that need to change, and so that's um, the three E's are really mm. important, changing mm. um, uh, from an ecological degradation state, which we are in now, to an ecological regeneration state. So what would it look like if your city was green and blue and, mm. and vital mm. and thriving, full of kereru and, mm. you know. Um, and the second E, I guess, is, is, you know, shifting our economies from the linear take-make-waste extractive economy that, that we've been in for um, hundreds of years now to a more um, circular and um, bio-based mm. yeah, economy. And so that means shifting the kind of materials that you're using, the kind of processes that you um, engage in to make um, the materials of, of the culture. Um, and then the last change, I guess, is is really trying to radically shift the energy system. So, and that include that's both for, for static energy use, like for houses and housing buildings, um, but also um, transport energy. Mm -hmm. Fundamentally important to shift that transport energy. Um, Decarbonising, mm -hmm. yeah, going to zero carbon, um, and th shifting those three E's is, would really make a massive shift. Um, but also changing how we think about our, our buildings and our infrastructure, so that they too are ecological, that they have um, aspects of um, green or blue infrastructures to them, that they incorporate gardens, or um, you know that they're really. Um, trying to integrate well with the living systems of the planet, mm. that the materials that they use can return to the ground mm. without harming the planet, you know. Um, so yeah, really trying to um, develop these tools which help people to resolve all of that, that complex change that has to happen mm. yeah. um, in, a, in a sort of singular image, yeah. It yeah. sounds like a lengthy process, but have you seen 
like shifts happening in the you know in recent years yeah yeah well you know I mean as I said I I've been you know aware of the need to decarbonize and and, and sort of shift our culture since the 80s and yes it's been quite demoralizing (laughs) Um, and yeah when I when I really focused um, my work to this fully from the year 2000 yeah it's like the first 20 years we were like quite you know like oh, there's not much change happening mm-hmm. um, but yeah the last three years have been really quite amazing you can see um, all over the world and very much in New Zealand so many different communities really signaling the need for change and starting to land um, change on the ground mm-hmm. as examples um, which is a really fantastic way to then create a larger momentum for change yes when you can see case studies pilots examples that's a really fantastic yeah and it's going to be quite in your words utterly transformative right yeah i loved it when you said that i was like yes yes well i mean it needs to be you know and this is the reality it's it's um it sounds really kind of naive or overly aspirational, but in fact, it's the most simple pragmatism. And we cannot do business as usual anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to utterly transform mm-hmm. our cultural systems. Um, and really, there's no reason why we can't do that. And a lot of the economic analysis around the costs of that have shown um, that the costs are minor yeah. um, to affect that change. Yeah. But the longer that we defer it, the more expensive it does get, yeah.